Hi and welcome to this NASCAR podcast. I'm Oscar, your host, as usually. This is the podcast for week 32, and this is recorded Saturday, the 8th of August 2020. And I said, we have a double header here. So we have a race tonight, and we have a race tomorrow. So that will be as exciting. And we also have some big, could consider big rule changes, but more about that after covering the, the last race so the last race was the foxwoods resort casino 301 from new hampshire motor speedway and that was last weekend so if we start by checking his uh, test stage one or actually we should check who started first because and that will be an interesting thing later on the qualifying process here because nascar has concluded that they're not having qualifies for the rest of the season and they have made a solution for it but let's jump into that later let's go into the top five who started here eric amarola started first danny hamlin in second chase elliott in third Petroslavski in fourth and kyle bush in fifth that could have been logical even with a uh, qualifying actually. But you should know where they started in the top to see here. And after stage one, we had in first place, we had a Denny Hamlin. So we got some nice points there. Second, we had Martin Truex Jr. Third, we have Kevin, Ke had Kevin Harvick. Fourth, we have Christopher Bell out of nowhere. And fifth, we had Brad Keselowski. So Hamlin did a nice start of the race, but Bell, his start must have been amazing. Like climbing for he st he started 35th, and he climbed all the way to fourth place in one stage. Yeah, that is good. But if we move on to the second stage, it was won by Brad Keselowski. Second came Danny Hamlin. Third came Jordano fourth Eric Amarola and fifth William Barron on that stage but now let's move on to the race win the race winner was Brad Kozlowski and he hasn't been winning too much this season I can say that much he has been kind of has been up there but still hadn't been that good this season but yeah Finally, I win. He has won one more time, I think it was. If I'm totally miscorrect here. But uh, yeah, he needs some win. He has a win, so he's he's already in the playoffs, kind of, because you get a you get to be there uh, with a win. You don't have to give that comes from my point. Oh, he actually had three wins totally, but still, he's already in playoffs. But some extra points is always handy to have. Always nice to have them. And second place came Demi Hamlin. Also nice of him to get some more points because even if he is outstanding in this, he still needs them. Third place Martin Truex Jr. Some needed points. Jorgano that has been up and down recently came fourth. Also good point for him. Kevin Harvick, in my opinion, is disappointing in this race because coming fifth and he has been pulling out some really nice things this season totally but we have a, a climber here a real climber 
In sixth place came Matt de Benedetto. He started 19. And yeah, that is a really good climb. According to me, and Bell just disappeared into tw 28th place. So that guy didn't have a race to like totally, but some good points there. And we had three accidents, or actually three people just DNFing. We had Kyle Busch, Matt Jensen, and John Hunter Nimishek, who was out with accidents. So, if we first start with the changes in rules. Here we have, if you just watched the all-star race you should uh, know what i'm talking about we have the shoes rule back and we're starting that now we have the shoes rule that at a certain s uh, part of the track i think it's right on this uh, on like starting uh, grid position in a way we're uh, right in uh, it's in front of the goal line i think don't take my word for it, but still. One lap before the restart. It's not, this is not applied during the first start race, but during restarts, the first car that is like leader gets to, as normally, gets to choose. But they have to choose before a certain point in the track. And the second gets to choose in the same way. So the second car could, uh, if the, uh, let's say, if the first car takes the high lane, the second car can also take the high lane, but they need to choose before a certain uh, track marker, the, tr the lap before the rest, uh, they get aw uh, go away with the restart. And everybody gets to do that decision. So we could technically, it won't happen, but we could technically end up with people only starting in the high lane or only in the lower lane. And we could also have the thing that one to four chooses the high lane, the fifth car chooses the lower lane. Then the fifth car actually starts in the first row because of that. And I think that will come down to a little bit strategy because I watched yesterday's truck race and even if the high lane was the preferred lane to start in and everything, it didn't always win. So if you're a bit, a bit crafty or whatever you say, and maybe have a teammate or anything behind you in the low lane that could push you or anything, you could get some advances there if a lot of people in front of you take the high lane. So that would be really, really interesting. But now we come to another thing that will be way more difficult to understand in my opinion. After the Daytona weekend, that will be August 15 to 16, they will drive in the road course, so that's after the next race weekend. We will have a new way to decide who will start first in the, in the like, uh, in after, after the, they call qualify, it's a draw right now. So it will be three factors that decides who will start in what position in the race. So we'll skip this random draw by uh, crap. First thing, finishing proficient for the previous ra race. 
that will weight in 50%. This, uh, you stay with me here. Ranking in team owner point standings will also have a factor, but with 35%. Faster snap from previous race will, ha will have a 15% weighting in this. So it's those three factors. And I have to agree with Eric from Out of Review, a YouTube channel, if someone uh, know, uh, knows who he is. Who in the right mind will, uh, during the race, when they're actually driving, be able to calculate this without losing focus of the race? Like, now we have had a system where I think it was one to, correct me if I'm wrong, one to twelve, one to so something like that where they reverse it. So it will be interesting who gets to start first next race because they reverse the grid. It, 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 it was a really interesting system that way. But who will be able to calculate the, all this? Racing from previous finishing position for first race, that's fair. Fair enough, 50% on that. that. Fair enough, we, we can do that. We can do, do that math, no problems. That's possible, but ranking in team over points standing 35% and faster than that from the previous race 15%. Is anybody even following the calculation is my question here. Because I'm confused. Like, I'm really confused in that, but time will tell, but I don't think I think n almost no one will be able to sit down when they enjoy the race and calculate this in the head while they're watching the cars drive and find excitement in this because this is complicated enough to mess up with your head in that way. Like, this is the first factor, fine enough. I think it's fair factor, uh, like it's fair things, but who in the right mind will be able to calculate this? Maybe I'm stupid or something, and maybe we'll be, we'll be able to calculate this fast in the head later on. This could be a brilliant system uh, sooner or later. But still, this sounds way too complicated, but let's see what happens with it. Because we're having that after, not re this race weekend, but the next one. And I think, let's see here, what was that rule? Uh, if I'm not mistaken here, that shows rule I was referring to earlier. I have to check, uh, double check this because I forgot one little, little detail. It won't, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, uh, it won't be... Uh, available on road courses or super speedways. So no Daytona, Talladega, or, or actually Daytona, Talladega, no, not there and no road courses. Wow, they're doing a lot of weird things in NASCAR right now. And also uh, on the last news before we end up on this race weekend actually, Eric Jones is let go by his team that's kind of sad because I think he could end up being a really good driver in the end. He's kind of young right now in this racing. So Yogi's racing is letting him go. Let's hope he can find another seat. 
but to the main event. The race weekend at Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan. So, we are having a track here. Let's see here. Let's check out the track. It's a D-shaped oval. It's two miles long or two uh, or 3.2 kilometers. Turns. 18 degrees, start finish, 12 gates, you will have a little bonus here. And back straight is 15 degrees. Banking. So, th uh, the track was opened in 1968 and is actually driven on uh, by Cup Series, that's why we're coming covering this podcast, Xfinity Series, Gantt Truck Series, and the Orca Series. So this is a really in uh, track that is being driven a lot in NASCAR. If we check most wins on the track totally, we will go through the events later. We have David Pearson, he's not active. So, but he still has a record with nine wins. And nine wins on one track, that's some serious stuff. But if we move on to the events, that we will have. We will start with the Firekeepers Casino 400, actually tonight. And yeah, it's driving on the Michigan Speedway. And the first time they were driving this race was 1969 in the, like, some names and stuff, but the same kind of race. And this is short than do the Corona thing. Uh, this happens a few times. During this, during this season, that they're actually shortening the race during Corona. Because normally, if a race is named 400, it's 400 miles. But not this time. We are running 312 miles or 502 kilometers. If this is correct, I think it is because I checked the lap number. We are driving 156 laps. Stage 1 will be 40, stage 2 will be 45, and the final stage 71. But due to the changes in everything, that is not a fixed thing, I think. They could very well end up changing that. And if we only sh look at the winner's driver in this race thing, it's Kale Yarborough. Uh, sadly, I never heard of the guy. <laughs> this would sound really unprofessional, but never heard of him myself. He was well before my time. But if we check drivers that are actually active now, we have Danny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, and Jolegane on two wins. That is a big thing. And uh, and Henrik Motorsports has won here six times. Rush Fenway Racing has also won six times. And Wool Brothers six times. So those teams have been really dominating. And if we check manufacturers, let, let's check the ones that are actually left. Ford has won 19 times. Chevrolet 15 times. And Toyota two times. But th that's just this race thing. So before I'm actually starting to do the, what do you say, the 
checking who I think will win. We're jumping to the Sunday race on the night. The Consumer Envy 400. And here we have another case of Digital Children. Because we had the uh, wrong on the official wiki page uh, or, or on the official things, we don't have the same number of laps that we're going to have. But that is fixable. Don't worry about that because that will be checked. Because they have shortened it race too because of the pandemic. And I'm not I'm not surprised. Like they they, they are driving in such a intense like season that they can't do anything else than this. Sorry, but yeah. I will also want to see full races in full glory, but yeah. Sadly that's not going to happen now. And yeah, we ha just have to live with that in my opinion. But yeah, we, we can't like overdrive them or anything. So the the actual race is going to be a three hundred and twelve mile race. And it's 156 laps once again. So we could end up seeing the same, like, what do you say? The stage configurations. I actually think we will. And yeah, the, it's just sad that they have to do that, but still, uh, it, at least the racing. We have so from 1969 also this race. And if we check who won this race most, it was the guy David Pearson, but the one who has been winning this particular named race, Kevin Harvick has won it most with three wins. And yeah, we're really not going out of the, uh, out of the, what do you say, thing here either. So you could actually almost check the uh, last things. Like, Ford is dominating here too, historically. But this will be an exciting race weekend, I think, even if we shorten down the race. Because I love these double headers. Not every time, like, one guy wins both races, but that could happen. And me going into this race, really. This is a tricky one in my opinion, because uh, whoever could technically win, but I think like I if he, uh, someone really wants to get something, L I'm actually going that Kylie Bush could end up taking this, even if he drives a Toyota. That would be out of the blue, but because he needs that win to get to the playoff. Like, really needs it because the champion like missing the playoff the year after wow what a disaster I think yeah, but if that long shot doesn't work out yeah I'm going with Kevin Harwick I would go with Hamlin but Hamlin drives of Toyota that's sad to be true, but those numbers speak for themselves. And it's not looking good for Toyota on this track. I have no idea why the Toyota is behaving so badly in this track, but yeah, there it just does. Uh, but uh, like I said, 
Kalbush is a great driver, even if I don't, I'm not a fan of him personally. He is a great driver, no questions asked. He has zero wins. He could miss the playoffs because he's technically ranked, if, if we check the playoff thing yeah, with playoff points, it's a really weird point system, I, have, I know. He's ranked 30. There's 16 places in the playoff. Is that where a uh, current champion should be? No. No, 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 no. Like, but to be fair, if we wouldn't have that system, he would be 10th. If we check the usual uh, po uh, position system, he would be 10th. But in my opinion, him missing the playoff would be such a blow. And another driver, I think, should get his crap together, to be precise, is Joe Logano. He has, in my opinion, been up and down. Yeah, he has been up and down. But after the corona break, my God, he has been worse than ever, in my opinion. He has had some moments, but it just doesn't work for him. And it's sad. But yeah. That is my thoughts about the upcoming race. I actually think Harvick will, if Kyle Busch doesn't get the win, I think Harvick will sweep this. He will sweep this race with him. That's just my thoughts. But I if we're checking the rookies, what happened with Tyler Reddick? He was amazing a lot of times in the season. I can't see what the heck happened there. So I actually think he will come back to that. So I think Kyler Reddick will be the best rookie in this race. But that will be it for this race weekend. And next race weekend we're moving to another track. And it's not just any track. It's if I'm not mistaken, it's the Daytona Ray, uh, road course. And it's a totally new configuration. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, even if it's in Daytona, uh, the road course, it's like, what is it? 60 or 80% of the actual race will still be on the oval. But still, they actually have to turn right this time. But yeah, I will be back next week for that. That was it for this week. I hope you enjoy listening to this. This became a little bit longer. I'm still developing the kind of stuff in the sh in the show. But this was it for week 32. When I will be back with week 33 with all the results from this weekend. And uh, don't forget, it, it's a race today, the 8th. It's a race tomorrow, the ninth. Same track. And it's on NBC. Don't miss the races, and I will be back, like I said, the next week with all the results, all the info before the Daytona Road Course. See you then. Bye.